Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Uh, We're in week four of our series, Spiritual Detox. And if you haven't been here, haven't been able to hit all the messages, you can check those out on the, on the podcast or on YouTube if you want. But what we've, been, what we've been doing is exploring some of the ideas that we have either been taught, grown up with, whatever it is, some of these things, some of these concepts that we have in our mind that we deal with that might be worth detoxing from. What are, what are some of the uh, maybe toxic beliefs or toxic things that we do spiritually in our life that we can maybe, maybe bring out to the middle, point at it, look at it, and make sure, is this what we still want to think? Is this what we still want to believe? Do I still approach life this way? And so we started off the series uh, talking about this idea of you don't need a guru, you don't need some expert that, uh, that tells you what to do, what to think. That a, a guru is not going to grow you spiritually. Sometimes we think that. That's how, that's how cults get started. Um, and you are in a cult now, so welcome. Welcome to the cult. And then we, we went on to talk about the, this, this idea of, of needing to get things exactly right, having the exact right thing to think saying the exact right thing, doing the exact right things, and how this can be a little bit toxic because if we're trying to always get it right, we're missing out on the opportunity to grow from life, to grow from our mistakes, to grow from when we mess up. And so what I want to do today is I want to explore the idea of your beliefs, what you believe. Because what we believe will drive a lot of what we do sometimes. What we believe, and and more specifically today, I want you to be thinking about today, is where, where does what you believe and what you do differ? Where do those things not line up? And especially in the context of maybe growing up in church. Now, I can't speak for you, and I won't try to. I mean, I, I probably will later, but for this particular point, I'm not gonna speak for you. I grew up going to Catholic church, so we were a Catholic church pretty much every Sunday-ish, if we were, you know, if everybody was awake kind of thing. We were not religious about it, no pun intended, but we were, we were actually there every week. Uh, it was most weeks. And then when I was around 16 or 17, we started going to churches that were a little bit more kind of like this, where it was, you know, some music before and then a, 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 longer, a longer sermon or message or whatever for 20, 30 minutes. And I, I remember going to these, these Christian churches and being told, being guided on what were the right beliefs. Maybe you, can, maybe you have some experience with that. Here's certain things that we believe. Here's certain things that we think here in this church or, or as a Christian. And, then, and when, I, when I decided to follow the ways of Jesus, it was in my early, early 20s, and I was like, well, If if this is the way I'm going to go, if this is the way I'm going to follow, if this is the path I want to be on, then i got to make sure I'm believing the right things. I want to make sure I believe what I'm supposed to believe. 
So, you know, I would, you know, go to church and ask questions. And there were people in the church that I could ask them questions. And I was asking questions about giving. And, you know, do you have to tithe? Or can you just give a little bit, depending on what kind of month it was? Or, you know what I mean? Uh, financially, or, you know, asking about, you know, relationships. Like, is there a right way to date? Because I really feel like I want to hurry up and get married. And then I married Amber like a year later. So that worked out great. Uh, but, you know, what, what, do I, what, do I, what am I supposed to believe? What if I don't believe the right things? What if I don't believe what they say I'm supposed to believe? What if I, what if I don't believe something that the pastor or, or the Bible or, or the church or people, church people around me say that I'm supposed to believe? What if I don't believe that? Well, I, you know, I don't know about you, but the kind of person I am, I'm like, well, no, I'm just going to align my beliefs with what this church I'm going to, what they say I'm supposed to believe. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to believe that I have a problem with gay people now. I never did in my life before, but now I do because I'm told that I need to have a problem with them now. So watch out because now I have a problem somehow for some reason. So this is, and, and, and this is something that, that happened to me early on. And I thought, okay, well, as, as, as I'm growing in my spiritual journey, I, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but I, but I don't. I don't have a problem with people who are gay or not gay or whatever they choose to do with their life. I don't have a problem with that. And none of my actions showed that I had a problem with that. My sister, my sister is gay. She got married. I went to the wedding. It was a great time. None of my actions showed that I have a problem with that. But I was told from these churches that I would go to, you need to have a problem with that. And I don't know what it's like to, 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 I don't know what it's like to be gay and to walk into a church and, I, and what kind of, what kind of fear comes along with that or what kind of like fear of being judged or is it even okay for me to be here or, you know, does God even love me? You know, all those kinds of things. I don't know what that's like, but I don't need to know what it's like to make the choice to create a space where it doesn't matter what you believe, you are welcome here. That's easy to say. It's hard to do. And that's when it comes to our beliefs. Our beliefs are easy to say. Some of them are hard to do. On our, on our website, on our church website, you will not find, we've been asked about it a couple of times, just like two or three times, you will not find a statement of beliefs. Some churches will tell you, here's what we believe. You can go to, you can probably look at a couple different church websites, uh, even here in San Marcos, and they'll have a page that says, here's what we believe. And from very early on, I didn't want to put that anywhere, because what if we don't always believe that? And not everyone believes that. I know that sounds silly, and I know that you're, it's probably, you're probably thinking, I would be thinking if I were you, like, well, okay, Dom, but you got to believe some things, right? Some things have to be true for us to be doing this, right? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe some things are true, and maybe some things are true-ish, but what I want us to do today is I want us to take the brave, intentional journey of looking at our spirituality, looking at our beliefs, and see where they match up. Now, this isn't just a spiritual thing. This shows up in our marriages, in our relationships, in our parenting, at your job. I could ask 12 different people in here, what are the top five ways to be a great spouse? And I would get five different, I would get 12 different answers about those top five. 
You know, you know what's interesting is I can tell you one of, the, one of the great things to a healthy marriage is communication. And you know what the first things I do when I have a difficult conversation with my wife? Shut down. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can almost see the garage door closing on my you know, mental capacity. But I, but I believe, I believe that communication is key for a great relationship. I, I honestly believe that. But sometimes my actions do not line up with what I believe. So what are we supposed to do spiritually when our actions don't line up with what we believe? How do we move forward from this? How are we supposed to take steps in our faith if, number one, we don't have a guru telling us what to do and what to think? That was the first week of spiritual uh, detox. How are we supposed to move forward in this journey of faith if, number two, there's no way we can get it right? Or if, number three, we're, we're constantly going to get things wrong, we're going to mess up, and we constantly need to be forgiven? We need to forgive ourselves. How are we supposed to continue on this spiritual journey if there's not rules and regulations? You do this and you get this. If you pray enough times, they'll be healed. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. If you come to church enough times, your life will be good. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. So how are we supposed to move forward if what we're taught to believe doesn't always match up with how it's acted out? I want to look at a couple different scriptures today, a couple different verses, and two is a lot for us. If you're new to the heart, two, if we read two verses, we're basically reading the whole Bible. We might as well just stay here until the end of the day. But I want to look at two different pieces of, uh, of scripture today. One's going to be from the New Testament, one's going to be from the Old Testament. And uh, we're going to have it on the screen if you don't have a, a Bible on your phone or have your Bible with you, whatever. I want to look at... The book of James. Now, James is actually a letter that was written by a man named James. He was Jesus' half-brother. They didn't have the same dad. Spoiler alert. And he's writing a letter to a group of Christians, talking to them about the ways of God, right? And in this particular part that we're going to read, James is talking about, it's on page uh, 367, if you have your Bibles out. That's a terrible preacher joke. James is talking to them about their faith. Because there was a debate. Check this out. There was a debate thousands of years ago. It's probably similar to a, a debate you and I could have now. Here was the debate. What's more important? Your good deeds, what you do, or your faith, what you believe? What's more important, doing good things or believing the right things? I think the danger is when we focus just on this. Are we believing the right things? I'll, I'll get to that later, maybe, if I'm not busy. <laughs> I'm busy. But I'm believing the right things. I believe that it's right to help people who are in need, but I'm busy. I believe it's right. This is, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, okay? Sometimes when I'm out and about in H-E-B, it's nobody in this room, nobody in this room. 
But if I'm not feeling in a very talkative mood and I see somebody I know, I'll dodge them. (laughs) I don't believe it's right to do that. I believe if you see someone and, you know, and I'm trying to build community here, (laughs) I'm like, oh, man. Asparagus is out. Hmm. You know what I mean? I believe that it's right to build community, but sometimes I don't want to act on it. So what's more important, believing that it's right to build community? Or building community, whether you believe it's right or not. All right, so check this out. I'm going to read verse 2, or sorry, uh, chapter 2. I'm going to start from verse 14. I'm going to have 18 up on the screen, but I'm going to give you guys just kind of some context of where we're coming from here, okay? says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? What good is it if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or any clothing. What good does that do? What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, some may argue that some people have faith. Others have good deeds. Some people know exactly what to believe, and they believe the right things. But others, they do good things. They're out making it happen. They're out loving people. They're not dodging people at H-E-B. They're looking for people that they know. These are the saints and the heroes of our time, ladies and gentlemen. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Now, this isn't, a, this isn't some sort of you need to do the right things to earn your way to heaven kind of thing. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. This isn't you need to do the right things to the right people at the right times so everything will be okay in your life. That's not what James is saying here. From what I can see, what James is saying is your faith is shown by its action. Last part he says here. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So the argument here, you say that you have faith because you believe there's only one God. Big whoop. According to James, even the demons believe that. Believing is not enough. Believing is not enough. Just having faith is not enough. You and I get to choose if we are going to put action to our faith. We're going to put action to our faith. We're going to take our beliefs and say, okay, if this is what we believe, we're going to act on it. Now, don't get caught in should. We did a series a few, a few weeks ago called shoulda, coulda, woulda. Don't get caught in what you should do. It's not about what you should be doing. Telling yourself I should do this is not helpful for you or the people around you. What do you want to do? What do you believe is right to do? 
We, uh, years ago, we, when we started The Heart, a friend of mine that was part of, uh, part of the, the team that started it, started it all, he was up earlier, Matthew Worthington, he's been with us since before there was The Heart. We started coming to meetings in our living room. We haven't got rid of him yet. He won't stop. Now he grabs the microphone whenever he wants, says whatever he wants, you know. Way back then, uh, Matt was like, hey, uh, we should, uh, I think it'd be cool if we signed up to, to march and be a part of the gay pride parade in San Marcos. And all of my teaching, okay, all of the things that I had been taught that were told to me said, I need to have a problem with that. I need to be apprehensive to that. Now, I'm not saying you need to believe what I believe. I'm not telling you you should think the same way I think. Just talking to you. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're going to have to prepare. You know, we're going to have to prepare people. You know, I'm blowing this up in my mind. And I was talking to my wife. I was like, hey, I think we're going to do this. She's like, oh, that sounds cool. And I was like, actually, I think it is going to be pretty cool. But don't tell anybody. I think it's going to be cool, you know. <laughs> I was in this weird place where what I thought I was supposed to believe didn't line up with what I wanted to do or what I was going to do. I, I, hope, it is, I, I hope I'm not making this sound like I'm this terrible homophobic person. I'm not, Okay. I'm talking about the things that we are taught to believe spiritually, the things that we are taught to believe in church. It's not, it's not even about that. Let's say, did anybody grow up being told, being told, girls, did you grow up being told you should be ashamed of your bodies? Your bodies are a problem for men. Men are uncontrollable sexual animal beasts. And because you wear a top that goes down to here, you are now the enemy of men. Anybody get taught that? Am I triggering anybody yet? You see some of these toxic things, that, these potentially toxic things that we have been taught in our spiritual journey. And what I want us to do is I want us to detox from these things. I want to put things out here and say, what is healthy for me? Are the things that I believe healthy for me? Are these things that I believe? Do I even believe them anymore? Do I really believe them or was I just taught these things? Having the right beliefs doesn't seem to be important, at least to James. I want to look at one more, one more thing. This is uh, in the book of Hosea. Hosea is Old Testament, old school. And I lost my page. No problem. It's going to be up on the screen. Hosea 6.6. 6. Now, Hosea was a prophet of God, okay? Back in the old days, the way that God would speak to his people, they believed that these prophets would speak for God, that God would speak through prophets. And Hosea was one, and Hosea was, Hosea was, was speaking about, oh, I, I really do want to find it. You guys take a break. I think Spider-Man's on in one of the theaters. You guys can go check that out. While I'm working on this. Got it. Okay, so Hosea right now in this, in, this, in this element, in this moment, he's talking about a call to repentance. Because 
Israel, God's people, are constantly breaking their promise to God. Constantly, they promise, God, we're never going to worship any other gods but you. How could we? You are the only God. And then it seems like five minutes later, just reading the Bible, it's five minutes. It was probably longer. It seems like five minutes later, they're worshiping all these other gods. They're breaking their promises. And God says, Israel, you got you to gotta bring it back. Watch what Israel was doing. We talked about this, I think it was last week, we talked about there used to be this thing in, in, in the Hebrew culture, the sacrificial system. Okay, If you did something wrong, you would go sacrifice a dove or a ram or a lamb or whatever. If, you, if there was a sin committed, you would go sacrifice something and then that sin would be forgiven. Okay, You make a sacrifice, everything's good again. You make a mistake, you make a sacrifice, everything's good again. You make a mistake, you make a sacrifice, anybody? Everything's good again. So this is the system. Now, Hosea, I want you to listen. Now that, now that you know that's the system, and it's more complicated than that, okay? I'm just giving you, you know, Cliff's Notes, the TikTok version of that. Now that you know that there's a sacrificial system, watch what Hosea says in chapter 6, verse 6. Now, he's speaking for God, Okay? Watch what he says in chapter 6, verse 6. He says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. You keep making mistakes, and you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're believing the right thing, but I don't want you to keep offering sacrifices. I want you to show love. I don't want you to keep bringing me burnt offerings. I want you to get to know me. I don't want you to just believe the right things. I want you to act on what you say you believe. To Israel, it's like he's saying, I don't want you to just say you believe there's one God. I want you to act like you believe there's only one God. I don't want you... If you're in a relationship with someone, I don't want you to just say you love me. I want you to act like you believe you love me. I don't want you to just say it. I want you to act like you believe it. And see, what this has done and what this can do, what this might do for you is it it has led me down some wild paths spiritually where I had to ask myself some tough questions of do I believe that anymore? Do I believe these certain things that we were told to believe? That we were told to believe? Do I believe that men are these sex-craved animals that need to avoid looking at any woman ever for any reason. No, I don't believe that anymore. Do I believe that God has a problem with homosexuality? 
No, I don't believe that anymore. I know, I know where it says it. I, I, I honestly think we are far more obsessed with sex than God is. That's all we write about. That's all we write about, half the Bible. Now, I'm not saying you need to believe what I believe, and I'm not saying what I believe is right. My challenge for you, what I want from you, what I want of you, is not to, is not to find my faith. It's not to believe what I believe. In fact, some of the things I say, most of the things I say, you might disagree with. I don't need you to agree with me. What I want for you is for you to take a look, a genuine, intentional, serious look at what you believe, and is what you believe healthy for you? Is what you believe healthy for your marriage? Is what you believe healthy for your parents? Is it, is it healthy for your kids? And then ask yourself, is what I'm, do, is what I'm doing, it, 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 the things that I'm doing, do they line up with what I believe? Because if they don't, that's okay. But if they don't, that's probably a good indication to look at what you believe. Or it's a good indication to look at how you're acting. I didn't get through any of my notes, and we only have two minutes left, so get ready to write like crazy. Are you ready? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down or take a picture of it or whatever. Your beliefs are the spark of your action. Not all your beliefs will lead to action. But all of your actions will point to what you believe. I want you to let your beliefs be the spark of your action. And find that in your life. Ask yourself those difficult questions. What would happen if you didn't believe that anymore? I don't know. I think you'll be okay. What would happen if you started to line up some of your beliefs with the things you're going to act on? It might be difficult, but I think you'll be okay. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too. We show what we believe when we act on those beliefs. I don't want you to offer sacrifices. I want you to show love. I don't want you to keep bringing me offerings. I want you to get to know me. Maybe this wasn't for you today. Maybe this message wasn't for you. That's okay. Not every Sunday is going to blow your mind. But maybe for some of you, this is what you needed to hear today. Maybe for some of you, you have had some beliefs that you have been, that have been placed in you early on in your spiritual journey when you started going to church as you were growing up. And maybe, just maybe... It's time to take a look at some of those beliefs. Ask yourself if they're helpful for you. Ask yourself if those beliefs help you show love to the people around you. Ask yourself if those beliefs help you to become a better person for those people around you. Maybe they do. And maybe they don't, and that's okay. This message today is not about guilt. It's not about what you should do or shouldn't do. That's not helpful. This message today, what I want to do for you today is invite you to do the things that you want to do, to do the things that you believe are right. But more importantly, is to allow yourself to grow during that. Last week, last week our message was 
getting things wrong. You're going to get things wrong. And this whole thing, the beliefs and the action, you're going to get it wrong. But that's okay. We all get it wrong. That's what is so special about this community. That's what's so special about our faith. That's what is so special about God. Is God is love. God is acting on love. God is constantly being love for us, to us, in us, even though we get it wrong. So I want to invite you to do this. And then I invite you to get it wrong. And invite you to try it again. And then invite you to get it wrong. Let me pray with you guys. If you could bow your heads, close your eyes. I want you to pray with me here. God, we're so grateful to be a part of this community, to be a place, to be in a place where we can believe different things, know different things, see different things, and still choose to have faith, still choose to move forward in our faith. God, I pray that as we confront our beliefs that we grew up with, the things that we were taught. I pray that you would be there with us as we struggle through whatever we need to. I pray that we could lean on the people around us for love and support. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.